The goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. Welcome to Adjunct, where we interview the top advertising lecturers and professors across the country to lend some knowledge to your ear without spending thousands of dollars on a university credit. This week, we learn from Tim Hendrick. Tim is an advertising professor at San Jose State University. As well, he's a marketing and advertising consultant. He's been teaching at San Jose State University for about 22 years, and Tim has two decades of professional experience in advertising, including the tech sector. He has managed and implemented corporate branding and positioning initiatives, integrated media campaigns, and promotions and co-marketing programs at the local, national, and international levels. He's worked at agencies like J. Walter Thompson, BBDO, and Bozell. So we discuss how he went from the mailroom to being head of account, whether or not you should pursue a master's degree, the importance of portfolio work, and the balance between real and spec work. All of this is to help you break into this world we call advertising. His advice has helped thousands of his past students, and I'm almost positive it can also help you too. So speaking of advice, so I've spoken to hundreds of professionals, and the consensus is that you need a few fantastic campaigns that stick out to break into advertising. If you want to break into this business as an art director, copywriter, strategist, or even account, it is worth checking out Breaking and Entering's brand new Crowbar Awards. We are releasing a new creative brief every quarter for you to work on with a friend. Whether or not you enter is up to you, but we do have Greg Hahn judging this first show. Co-founder of Mischief, he's one of the top agency leaders in the business today. The award is also a tool. The best campaign will earn an actual blue crowbar, and we do not advise you to break into an advertising agency with it. But if you do, take some pictures because that's pretty funny. All in all, recruiters and professionals across the industry will be watching the winners. So see the description for details. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast Adjunct Edition. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberg. Kick it, Mikey. All right, Tim Hendrick, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast Adjunct Edition. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm out here on the West Coast, it's a little rainy, but it's not too bad. Good, good. A little rain never hurt anybody, hopefully. Yeah, we need it out here in California, I'll tell you. Yep, yep. I have a good friends out in San Francisco. That's not too far, right? Nope. Uh-uh. About an hour from us. Some good agencies over there. You got Good yeah. B, obviously, the best, one of the best. What else? Where else are you seeing your students end up? Well, because we're relatively close to L.A., Mm-hmm. A lot of my students up in L.A. And I've mm-hmm. also had a number of students, they want to go to Chicago. They want to go to New York. And they go to the big city. And so I, they get that. I couldn't imagine leaving California to go to cold Chicago in the wintertime. Maybe well, in the summer. Well, but A lot of them don't know what it's like, okay? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Chicago's got a lot of great agencies. Oh, yeah. So great opportunities for students. Yeah. 
And we'll get into more of that. And I think we, we skipped over it. But I want to introduce you because you are the professor of advertising at San Jose State University. Is that correct? You've been doing this for some time, a couple of years, right? 22 years? Yeah, I've been about. doing this for about 20 years. I think it's all I've ever done. Before that, I spent less, well, just under 30 years in the advertising business, in account service. Right. And so was able to take all that experience and bring it into the academic. And we... And we see that with this segment here of adjunct, we see a lot, and it's called adjunct. We know you're not an adjunct. I, I'll make that clear, but you get the professor, you got a professor title, right? That, that's not that we see some professors of practice. We see lecturers on this. We see some adjuncts on this show. How did you get the professor? Do you have a PhD or did you apply that experience? In fact, it's an interesting question for advertising. A master's degree is the terminal degree. Every other program out there in the university world is a PhD, would be the terminal. So advertising, teaching <clears throat> a master's degree, which I have, uh, is the terminal degree. Is it? I mean, because there are PhDs in advertising. You, go to, you know, I think you'd be awesome. Coming in with a PhD in communication. PhD in psychology mm-hmm. or even anthropology, cultural anthropology. Yeah. And that would help coming into the advertising world. Gotcha. So you were able to, so do you have that master's degree then? Yes, I do. I have my master's in communications. I got that many years ago. <clears throat> Not with any real expectation of what am I going to do with it. I just figured it would help me move up into management ranks to have a master's. And so yeah. I, I went to a weekend program and got my degree. My kids were young, and so it was somewhat easy at that point. And yeah. what it turned out to be, never expected, I never had a goal per se to going to teaching. Yes. And, you know, we kind of talk about this on the podcast quite a bit, but what do you think folks out there, that don't necessarily know they they know they don't want to go into teaching let's say what is there any benefit to getting a master's degree if they want to go in in advertising well i think there's two things i tell my students one graduate go to work don't go right to graduate number one you're gonna crunch yourself out of the marketplace very quickly you're gonna come out with a master's degree in those theory and it will it won't help and so the other factor is go work for a number of years. And a lot of corporations, just like in my third, will pay for your bastard. And so that's more on the know, brand side, though, we're seeing. I, I, I haven't seen a lot of agencies that are willing to do this because no, they correct. don't see that. It's, right. They don't see the value. I Really, I don't, I don't think they see the value in it, per se. Maybe if you're a C-suite, perhaps get an MBA. But I've I've never seen a program or an agency or hear I've heard anybody on my show say we'll pay for your masters on the agency side. Well, I mean, Brand side, yes. And so I but I also recognize and recommend students that they should get experience on both sides of the fence, mm-hmm. client side and agency side, sometime in their career path. For sure. That's really, really important. Which and one so, should you which one should you start off with? Well, 
I can just tell you that I started off on the agency side mm-hmm. and, and you know beat the bushes to get into the agency business in LA. And then after two years, a little over two years, went to the client side for eight years. Mm-hmm. And then decided what client? What client were you working on? Called Craig Corporate. Okay. What do they do? Big consumer electronics. We were we invented the first cassette recorders and the first eight tracks and the first language translators and the first calculator and so on. So I hear you. So you got both. Yeah, you should definitely get both. I think there comes to this point in every person's career in marketing, because that's what we're all studying and whether or not it's advertising or not, it's still marketing. At some point in somebody's marketing career, they will think about switching over to the other side. Whether or not they do that is up to them. It is valuable, like you're saying. But, you know, there's people that do agency their whole career and they never break out of it. They don't care. You know, it, that's it. true. And one of the things I, I always tell students is that the client side, you're going to kind of do the same thing, product after product, same product, you improve it a little bit, budget goes up every year, and that's fine. But when you go to the agency side, you get to work on all kinds of different things. Yeah. Never say no when somebody says, hey, can you come over and help on Mr. Carroll? Oh, oh, no, yeah. And what that's what really helps showing up, too, because you and, get in different rooms and yeah, they and call you in. That gives you such incredible experience. I mean, I can literally say I have probably worked in every product category mm-hmm. that is out there in the course of my career. And it, it's fast, too. Like, it, it really doesn't take that long if you're at a large-scale agency a creative full service agency. If you're at that in your career early on, you break in, that's the goal. That's what always I've preached is what's probably the best route for these people. Whether or not they do it is up to them, but getting into that, it only takes a couple of years and then you'll get all that experience. It's quick. I started, I started in a agency in Los Angeles, which is the largest agency in LA at the time and starting the mailroom, the mailroom guy. I had a degree. I thought I should be doing something more, but I still started mailroom guy. Yeah, job's a job. And I moved up very quickly. After a year, worked my way into the media department, worked my way into account service, and then that really became my forte throughout my advertising career was account service. Account service. And then after about two and a half years, I left the agency, went to the client side, spent mm-hmm. eight and a half years on the yep. client side, Became director of advertising and PR, and then I realized that yeah, I wanted a lot. I wanted to do different things, so I went back to the agency side. And ah, you boomeranged. You you boomeranged yeah. back. And then the rest of my career was completely on the agency side, all the way up until about eighteen, nineteen years ago when I came to academia. I was still working full time, teaching at night for a couple of years. Yeah. Then became full-time faculty. Gotcha. So this is so a lot of great lessons here that that I love to talk about. You know, you got your master's degree. What point was this at again? Remind me. I had been out of college about almost 10 years before I went back oh, to get my master's degree. Gotcha. Yeah. And, so don't yeah. get the master's degree right away. I mean, right. I, I think we I've heard that too. Get some experience first under your belt. We noticed that in times of economic uh recessions or or when the economy is bad that education people turn to education though so there is some value in that as well to get some higher education if you're struggling to find a job perhaps 
it might maybe that's a portfolio school maybe that is like a vcu i don't want to like pr promote other schools in this podcast but we do notice that the trends go that way and, and i would agree with that I, I, yeah. we do have students do that have mm -hmm. had students do that yeah to some that's good I don't know what the economy will look like towards the end of this of this school year in the spring. Hopefully it bounces back. I, I'm not as in tune as I would like to be. I've been a little bit more head down in, in this podcast. So, sure. but uh, great. So you, let's talk about how you broke into academia and what was your calling for that? Did you knew it was time? And why San Jose State? Well, I was up. I had come up here to Silicon Valley from L.A at the beginning, kind of the tech boom. I had this experience in consumer electronics. Right. And I thought, wow, tech, this this new thing called tech and whatever this internet thing is, yeah, right. I kind of want to explore that a little more, you know? So I came up to Silicon Valley, got a job in a small agency here as a VP of account service, but wasn't a good agency. And I bounced around a little bit. The market was growing. The agencies were starting to really penetrate. They were opening offices here. So we had Bozell open an office and we had Jay Walter Thompson open an office. And so now then they hired me because I had a lot of big agency experience in LA and began to work on a lot of tech and B2B business. Gotcha. So you came up here for the tech, which is smart. Right, right. <clears throat> so I was at J. Walter Thompson, and we had a group of students come in to review the agency from San Jose State. And I was the one that was, since I was head of account service, I was taking them around, yep. showing them how the agency operates and so on. And that's uh, what I do now. That's funny. <laughs> so the advisor at the time said, Hey, would you consider teaching a class? And I thought, Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I said, you know, but I'm working, I'm running a huge account out of, you know, Silicon Valley worldwide. And, but yeah, I'd love to do that. I, if, if I can do it at night, that'd be great. How the heck you do that with, you know, you got family, you got this crazy job. How do you have time to teach a class? Well, you know, I just decided another thing to add in to the pie why not why <laughs> not and, you know so you started with one and it, i'm assuming it grew from there right well so i started with one class and then they asked me to teach second class now now we're up to about 9 11 and when 9 11 hits mm -hmm. and of course that just totally disrupted the industry marketing everybody quit advertising there was you know for a, quite a while there it got pretty bad and i was very senior so I could read the handwriting on the wall. Why do you think people were quitting marketing and because of nine eleven? Because I was very young. Okay, so they there was such disruption in the country yeah. about products and companies and what are we going to do and the politics of it and this and that. Are we going to go to war? I mean, it was a it was a big deal. Everybody just stopped advertising. Gets cut. Gets stopped. So. That's what I could read the handwriting on the wall. Yeah. And about that time, a professor passed away. Yeah. And they called me and they said, Would you be willing to come in and take over his program? And I said, You know what? It's time. It's time yeah. for me to pull the cord. You had, you had a lot of years of experience. I had and, all the experience. You know, 
and I had already up. taught a couple of classes. I liked it. And so that's what I came in. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and you don't, you haven't looked back, I'm sure, right? You've Not been looked good? back at all. It was time. It was just gotcha. time, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I tell the story, I, growing up in L.A., I had told my wife, we will never, ever leave L.A. That's where advertising is. Yeah. Kids, Silicon Valley exploded and right. became really hot. And I, yeah, okay, let's look at this. And then I got an offer and I said, because my wife is from Northern California. And so we came back and, and never looked back. Not a bad place to be, L.A. No. or Northern California. <laughs> I was just at no. San Francisco for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, I'm like... I love it there. I, I have Eric Coleman. He, he's scheduled to come on. He's a legend. Yes, I, I know Eric. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. So n- run me through the program now because we got your background. We know you're credible. I believe you. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> and uh, tell me just high level. This is like I said, this is mainly for my own interest. If I'm a student, I'm a freshman student enrolling in advertising. Tell me about what the tracks could look like. Okay. Is there so, minors? Is there different majors? Just yeah. high level. What does it look like freshman through senior year? So it, it's a lot of schools have a communications degree with an emphasis in advertising. Yeah. We had a degree in advertising mm-hmm. for many years. We also have a degree in public relations. Yes. We're in the school of journalism, Mexico. And so when I came in, I looked at the advertising program and I said, there's a couple of courses that haven't been brought up. They're, they're, they're old hat, they're, and they're just not up to par. So we need to change those. But our program is structured where we have a management track, we have a creative track, and in the last three years, we created a Markov track. Which would be and, more brand side, you were telling me on the phone before. Well, right? it's brand side, it's combining advertising and public relations together an integrated marketing focus exactly because when we went out and talked to a lot of the companies here in silicon valley at one time we used to have 55 agencies now we have two in silicon valley Hmm. and they're not very big and it's all corporate departments it's marketing departments running their advertising uh, so you shifted towards the ecosystem. That so you're I'm giving some, there's some that want to go to the agency world, but we needed to have a program to address side, especially for our market here in Silicon Valley. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So we created a third track, this Markov track. And one of the things though, that we're seeing is we're getting a lot of students who thought they wanted to do engineering transfer into advertising really thought they wanted to do graphic design transfer into advertising now we're getting psychology and anthropology students wanting to do advertising of course and so it makes all the sense in the world you know my undergrad is in psychology so it's actually there's a value i know that some recruiters and maybe because this is old school, maybe the ad, the old school ad major programs weren't up to date. I see that I've interviewed now. I'm seeing that they are becoming more up to date. But some of the old school recruiters won't look at ad majors. They will look for 
psychologists and writing and pre-law like that's what they prefer so that's why this podcast also is trying to illuminate that this is changing this major is is growing and it is interesting and it is beneficial for ad agencies it's what it's made for you know i ask we try to interview every student coming into our program at the freshman level if at all possible why are you in advertising Tell me about you. Why did you choose advertising? Well, we usually get, well, I'm creative. And so or, I'm, you, you want to drink and smoke cigarettes before 11 a.m. And it, well, that comes in too. <laughs> but, no, that's hey, what I wanted. And Mad Men I watched in senior year of high school. Hey, I was in the Mad, I came up through the Mad Men era, the end of the Mad Men era. And yeah. it was like that, let me tell you. Yeah, it it's not like, like that now. No, no, it isn't. I don't know. Which but, is a good thing. The, the the students come in and they say, well, I'm creative. And I say, okay, can you draw? No. Can you write? No, not really. Okay, you go on management track. You're going to go you into know, that, that right there, right there, like you can teach them how to write though. I, I feel like the writing is like and, where you should push them like, okay, you can't, you, you know you're an artist or not, or you don't, you're not, but you might be an, un, like, you might not have discovered that you have great writing ability. They still have to take writing. Okay. Good. You still have to be able to write. Every career needs to write. Strategic plans. I don't care what it is. You're going to yeah. be writing. Okay. But they should even get into like a creative writing. I think they should have to take a creative writing course because it might. Do. Some do. Yeah. I, I wish I would have. I never pursued the creative route. I've always been PR marketing, new business. But I think I wish I would have had somebody push me and say, you should just do one creative writing course. Learn to, and now I've learned how to write some headlines, but. Well, one of the things I believe is that a creative is born. If you're going to be an art director, you're born with it. Yeah. It's going to be very hard designer. to make you an art director. Yeah. Okay? Now, I have graphic designers come in, and they then learn art direction. Sure. Okay, that's great. But you, you can't – we're all creative in advertising, Okay. At some point, somebody said, you're creative, you should look into advertising in your life. Somebody said that. But one of the things I say is, I can look at an ad and tell you it's wrong. It doesn't talk to the person in the way it should be talking. Yep. It doesn't, you go to the wrong place, what have you. For me to draw that ad and, and produce that ad would be very difficult for me. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so... I'm creative in that. I'm also creative I, yeah. in the day when I manage the department. Mm-hmm. I tell the students in account service, you've got to manage people in the creative department, people in the media department, people in the production department, and they don't report to you. Now, how are you going to manage them? That's a challenge. That's a real challenge. Uh, so the most creative, one of the most creative people in Havas, Chicago right now is one of our lead accounts. And he gets into the process with them. He pushes the creative. I've read about Jay Shiat. Jay Shiat. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Very much pushing. And he knows what he's talking about, though. He studies the creative aspect, but he can't. And he can even kind of produce a little bit on the side. But he's. But that makes him such a great account, too. As, so he as can get in there. Guy, I would go sit in the creative people's office. And I would sit yeah. in the copywriter's office. I would sit in the art director's office. And we mm-hmm. would hash things out. We would talk things out and so on. Yeah, that nimble, like when you can group together in person nowadays, we're seeing like less and less of it because of virtual. But there's something special, like when the new business team gets together 
and they're working on a pitch and they just bring random people in from the agency oh, yeah. and select oh, yeah. them based on their personalities, their interests. That's one of my favorite processes in the agency world right now. It's just so, so fun. A lot of new business pitches. It's yeah. so fun. And people, there are careers where you can get into new business. If you're, if you're thinking like your account and you like sales and you like strategy, a little bit, like a little bit of everything, there is new business. There are new business roles. Well, and that's one of the things I also say and teach is that you are in sales and advertising. Okay. Mm -hmm. You are, you sell or else you're going to, you're going to pitch a new piece of business. You are selling the agency. You're going to pitch yourself to get a raise or a promotion every every selling. day you're doing it okay. every single day you're selling something in some way so we have a we literally have an ad sales class nice. on our management track good that they can take and they actually sell and make money selling advertising oh good see so i like your track focus i think that's great I, we're seeing that a couple of schools have this and it seems to be working really well. And those schools are set, set, setting themselves apart. So that's really great that you're doing that. What do you teach then? I'm sure you touch all aspects of these tracks, but what's like your. Well, again, I, I, number one, I always saw, see the whole program. As a whole. Good. Then you're the right but, person to talk to. But I also, um, and that's going to change. And there's another colleague that is coming up and he will be taking over a lot of that. and everything. Of course. But I, I've always been really on the man doing the manager track. He does the creative track. I do the manager track. Right, because your account services, it makes sense. Account services. And so I teach a media planning and buying class. Good. Of which you will have a media plan that you can use as your portfolio piece in management. Because remember, Good. Now we're, management now... people don't really have a portfolio. Creators have a portfolio. Well, now, now you're going to have a pretty thick media plan yeah to be able to show people nice so i teach that class i teach i was teaching the ad sales class i'm now teaching a new class that i created in b2b advertising ah nice. that's a big deal here in silicon valley this i was about to say that makes sense for where you're at yeah okay yeah. and so i teach that class and these are required classes uh, yeah, make them take it. If they're in that track, it's required for them, you're saying. Integrated marketing communications class, which is a senior level class, and it covers all the aspects of marketing communications. You nice. talk about PR and promotion and packaging and and law and all those kinds of things. Nice. So you're giving a good foundation. And then I am the managing director of our student agency. So we created a student agency 15 years ago, and we've managed that since. We have about 18 clients in that agency. It's a capstone class program. You have to commit for a year, fall and spring, and you come in and you work with clients every day. Okay, let's break this down because I've talked about this. So it's a class, it's a credit it's not the NSAC, is it? Well, we have the NSAC team. Is that a class? The agency in the agency, it's one of the clients, and right. we put a team on NSAC. So, is this a extracurricular? Is this is, is no, this no, 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 no. You will get six units, three in the in the fall and three in the spring, but you have to commit for that whole year. 
What and do you mean by unit? What do you what do you say unit? What, what did you, you know, what do you, you mean by that? Units per class, typically. Oh, oh okay. Academia, okay. Gotcha. And so you, gotcha. you will get your units. You will get a grade, but there's no there's no teaching. There is no. there's Doing. no test. There you come in and you call the client, set up a meeting, and go either go write on. a plan or go. I love it. Stuff. The fact that you got that approved by your university <laughs> and you're the boss, it seems like that's so crucial. It's hard to convince. I've I see the pressures of bureaucracy, the layers at larger universities where there are struggles to create these classes. How are you going to get a, a tangible grade? It seems like you've overcome some hurdles here. So you got real client experience in these classes. Right. Who are some of the clients? Are they local? Or are they larger? We have, we have wineries. We have nonprofits. We have some departments on campus we have a couple of theater companies so um, it, it runs together so i'm a student and i commit one year to this class and i'm an let's say i'm an art director i like to pretend like i'm an art director because i know i never will be right um in this in this class how many clients am i working on well number one you don't just sign up for the class you have to go through an interview process of course you go through an interview process first with a team that is currently in the agency. So it's spring. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. Students, we put out the word mm -hmm. and we only take 30 students. I love it. And then they you gotta come in the interview. You gotta you gotta give a give the team a resume or a portfolio. I like how you have the team doing it. It's not just you. Sometimes it's just one no, no, professor. No, there yet. So we sit back. Yeah, and, and then you do the next we, level. My colleague and I both run it. She's from the PR side. I'm from the advertising. Beautiful. And so we let the students do all the interviewing. They then recommend to us which students should come in. Now, they know we need art directors. We need copywriters. Yeah. We need social media. We need production. We yep. need research. All those kinds of things. They got to find those yep. and bring them in. Gotcha. Then we interview them. Love it. And then we current override the team if we want. We rarely sure. have to. And then that happens in May, April. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you start in September. Oh, so, nice. Okay. Cool. You go September to the following nice. May. So how many clients? Could, we could, if I'm in our 18 clients, including the NSAC and the Bateman competition, which is a PR competition. If I'm an art director, I'm not working on 18 clients, so it's impossible. Oh, no, no, no. In the year. How many is one person can usually take on? What's the capacity? Well, we're going to throw you in the fire. Okay. Good. Fire. You are going to work your tail end off. Okay. This is and great. And you, is this seniors no, only? Junior, uh, seniors, upperclassmen? Seniors and seniors. Yeah. I love this. I would do this two years in a row. Well, We've had work to try it. But remember, you're now walking out with a year's worth of experience working on a client. You, the goal is to develop a portfolio that will impress and show recruiters that you can do this stuff for a living right away. And that was my last question for you is how are you addressing portfolio development? There is my answer right there. I'm sure That's that is. You have, yeah. you have portfolio classes on the creative track. Oh, good. Okay. That yeah. is part of, but that. now this is, but this will build for everybody too, though. So people that are not just in the creative. So you have 
people are from all areas are coming in at this last class, this potentially last class. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. I think you, I'm starting to understand that there needs to be tracks. You need to, there are other schools that have cohorts, which is interesting too. But having these tracks, you pick which way you go and at the end you come together so you can create real work. Now, Tim, I want to also stress that real work isn't also that is not as that important as we think. Because for creatives, art directors and copywriters, if I'm a recruiter and I have looked at books, I don't necessarily care as much if it's a local client. I want to see something good that will blow my mind. Now, be there too. Right. But the fact that you have maybe one of those one or two campaigns that are real clients and for that shows that you can actually do this and actually show results. That's great, too. But I don't want a campaign full of local coffee shops that you grew 100% oh, growth because I don't care that you've sold 10 more cups of coffee. That's great. No, no. And I completely agree with that. That's why we have the portfolio class and mm-hmm. creative track and those creative people. They are doing all kinds of crazy yeah, spec work. Yeah. And so forth. Okay. Oh. Good. So it's a good balance already. Yeah. No, that, that's. It sounds pretty bulletproof. And. Yeah. You know, our, our whole premise of our school mm-hmm. and is learn by doing. You have okay. to. And so whether you're going to make a presentation in this class, you're going to work on a team in this class, because everything's got a lot of work. Yeah, a lot. That's why people say it's easy major. No. But it could be difficult as heck when you're in a bad group. I remember my capstone in Illinois. I was one group of all dudes. Yeah. One of, I, one, uh, one of the questions we always ask students is, did you participate in sports growing up? Because uh, you have been on the team. Yeah. Or you were on that team. And you yeah. work well on the team. And that so that's a key thing. Yeah. But so every class has got some sort of learn by doing premise in it. Yeah. Whether it's make a presentation, do a campaign, run strategic brief, media player. Yeah. So perfect. So other than that, then I think we covered a lot of great advice in this so far, just from connecting the dots here. But what's one one or two things that you consistently tell your students in addition to working hard in groups and doing stuff and getting your portfolio developed? Any other big pieces of advice like networking wise or getting themselves out there so they can get the job when they're graduated? That you keep on repeating. I always talk about how working is mm-hmm. early on when you're looking for a job, when you're looking to figure out what you want to do. Because a lot of students don't know what they want to do when they graduate. You oh know, man, they should. Yes, that's but, their, that should be their own goal. Well, they want it should be to figure out what they want to do. They just don't. And so, you know, I tell them that I say number two, the hard industry. Yeah. But I also say the most fun you will ever have, and you will, it's not a job. It's what you do. You get up every morning and go do advertising. You don't get up and go to work from nine to five. If no. that's your mentality, this is not the industry for you. You're, you're so right. So... I really impress upon them those kinds of things and how important it is. Oh, and the other thing I always tell them is your parents are never going to understand what it is that you do. Right, right. <laughs> no. My parents do. I tell them all the time. I, I love it. They, they're interested, though. 
but my, my parents for years, my mom yeah. would say, but you don't draw. And I go, Mark, I'm not an art director. I'm yeah. But yeah. you don't draw. Yeah, so. that's okay. I love it. Well, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. Can people reach out to you if they have any other questions? Absolutely. What's the best way to do that? Email address and absolutely. And you'll see me at NSAC, anybody that's, you know, I was part of an NSA team across the country. I sit on the national committee and and we oversee the NSAC. And I also sit on the NARB, which is the National Advertising Review Board. That is the major end of legal in the advertising so amazing that, that's what I go with you next is go with you a case that I just got that has been happening again sounds so, riveting it's fun. it's fun good well thank you for coming on and thank you for all you do and teaching all your students and giving back to the industry we all appreciate you and for coming on alright it's been a pleasure I love it amazing take care nice work bye Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us and help us grow and get better guests and better break-ins if you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and a small review if you have the time. Be sure to connect with our guests if you like what they said by going to our Instagram at breaking and entering pod. That's all one word, breaking and entering pod on Instagram. We have links to their portfolios and their LinkedIn, and they want to connect. So do that. And thank yous. Thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio engineer, and Buchan Jung, our creative director. Can't do it without you two. And a team from the University of Illinois. It's a student team from the agency called AdBuzz, their PR agency, and it's been a pleasure working with them. Thank you all so much, and we will see you next week with another amazing guest.